Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino. They always have great promotions and they have a great one coming up the weekend of January 22nd and 23rd. They're going to be giving away over $17,000 in cash or up to $30,000 towards the lease or a purchase of a vehicle from Omera Ford. How do you like that now? While you're up there, you can check out their prime rib special for just $6.95. They have really loose slots as well, and they have a sports book you got to check out. And oh, by the way... We're going to be giving away $200 in slot play in the second hour of the show. First four callers are going to get 50 bucks each. If you've won in the past, you are not eligible to win again. Mace, it is officially the offseason for the Broncos, and it could not be any busier. We have known for a while that the offseason was going to be more interesting and much more impactful than anything that happened in the 17 games that preceded it. And here we are. We are... Barely 72 hours, not even 72 hours removed from the final game, and already the dominoes are falling. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. A Denver judge made it official today that the Broncos can officially go up for sale after that judge ruled that the right of first refusal in the Broncos case against the Edwin Kaiser party is no longer valid or enforceable in any respect. Kaiser, of course, former owner of the team. He owned the team before Pat Boland. What does that mean in layman's terms? Kaiser has no rights to the team, has no rights to a right of first refusal, and the trust can officially put the team up for sale. With that, our friend Woody Page is reporting that uh, now that this has been settled, Joe Ellis will announce a plan for new ownership quickly. And according to Woody's sources, six candidates, six groups are going to bid for the Broncos. And one of those groups is going to include Peyton Manning and another group is going to include John Elway. Another Colorado-based group is doing research in order to bid. How about that? Elway versus Manning, potentially. It's going to be a, it's going to be a shootout the at the OK Corral with the sheriff and the greatest player, the greatest, the icon mm-hmm. in, of Denver. I mean, Drew Litton this, could, could go crazy with a cartoon. You could not write, potentially, a more dramatic scenario for ownership than this. There, th- literally, two franchise icons, potentially, on opposite side. And it is possible that another group could swoop in through, and pull the rug out from under both of them. This is, I mean... I mean, who who do you think Broncos country would rather see, Manning or Elway? 
Manning by far, and I'll tell which you is this. Some, which is something well, stunning. Well, hold on. In the broad spectrum of things. If, if Elway was never involved as an executive, I think it would be Elway. Mm-hmm. But Elway was involved and is still involved, you know, for a decade. And I think people have seen enough. Listen, they went to two Super Bowls with John Elway, but they've also missed the playoffs six years in a row. Mm-hmm essentially, with John Elway in charge. Um, I will, I'm not going to bet right now, but you know how they say, do you want this or the field? You, you want Manning's group or the field? I would take Manning's group. I would take Manning's group all day. Remember, this is somebody who... No, 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 but wait a but minute. But here's why. But, but I thought you said it's going to go to the highest bidder. Because I, 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 I don't think it necessarily will. I think, I think it, it, it will go to... Well, I mean, when I say a highest bidder, I mean if somebody just comes in and says, well, I'll pay a billion dollars more. Right. Like somebody resets it. But right. if the bids are relatively close... Yes, the tie goes to the runner. Right. If the bids are relatively close, mm-hmm. one thing about Peyton Manning is this... He, with all respect to John Elway, Peyton swims in some very deep and very wealth-centric waters. He's literally a member of Augusta National Golf Club, many of whose members are business titans, and we are talking billionaires in that group. I think he, even though he he will in no way be a majority owner, he has the he probably has a greater ability to pull together a group that would have sufficient capital to buy this team that would put him in charge not as not as the managing partner but as the team president okay let's flush this out for a minute i'm going to ask you directly would you like to see his group by the broncos i would yes okay good i'm not sure yet that's why i'm going to ask you another mm-hmm. question if Peyton Manning's group buys the Broncos, what role is he going to take? Team president. And what does that mean? Is that Joe Ellis's role? It's Joe Ellis's role. That's not John Elway's role. No. So he's John Elway's a- president of football operations. I believe Peyton Manning would be the step above George Peyton. George Peyton would be in charge of football operations. Yeah. I believe Peyton Manning would be in charge. Okay. Now. When it comes to drafting, when it comes to free agent acquisitions, when it comes to all of that, you can always make the case the owner makes the final decision. The owner can be the closer. Okay. The owner and Pat ma- Bolin often was a closer. The owner makes the final decision on things. Yes. Let's use the draft as an example because you, we both know when it comes to free agent signings, the owner has to sign off. If George Payton wants a certain guy in the draft, and Manning wants another guy in the draft, who makes the final decision? If it's Peyton Manning, then George Peyton may not be long for the job. If Peyton Manning is the guy making the final decision mm-hmm. on that, I don't want Peyton Manning part of this franchise. Because here's the thing. He, wait, I, 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 I want to repeat the, that. The only thing, Let the me only, repeat no, that. The only decision I think he would make would be, okay, we need to get a quarterback this year. You find the best one. I don't want Peyton Manning making football decisions at all. Ever. No, I want George Peyton making those decisions. I do. I feel that confident but in George Peyton. Is it possible that Peyton Manning as president would evolve into a Jerry Jones-like role? President and GM. I hope not. 
It hasn't worked for the Cowboys. That's not what I said. I hope not. Well, no, I'm, I'm pointing out the examples of where we saw it. We've seen most examples are historic. Paul I'm not, Brown with the Bengals I am was not, a president and, and GM. Listen, I'm not suggesting that Peyton Manning wouldn't be great at evaluating talent. That's not my point. I'm saying already I have full confidence in George Peyton. I don't want anyone overruling him. We haven't seen George Peyton get a quarterback yet. Okay. So what, Peyton Manning suddenly knows what a quarterback looks like? Well, I'm not saying that he the does. The obvious answer is I'm yes, not, right? I, no, I'm not saying that he does. What I am saying is I don't, I, I'm not of the George Payton is always right realm just yet. I think he's done a good job to this point. He's done a great he's, job. He, he, but the two he's, got, big, he's, done, he's not done a good but job. But he's about to hire a coach, and, he's a, and at some point he's got to find a quarterback. And those are the two things that are going to determine his success or failure more than the first draft that he had. I am all in with George Payton and then some. Then some. You've seen enough. I, I, have, I haven't seen enough to where— Really? I have. Yeah. You know I, what? I haven't seen you know, enough. You know I've because, seen the, because the biggest choices haven't been made yet. You know why I've seen enough? of what just happened today, and we'll talk about it later on in the show. They just restructured Graham Glasgow, right? Yes. Restructured him. Do you know, with the restructure, what they're paying him, essentially, would be the same amount of money if they let him go? Yes. And now they get to keep him. Yeah, they basically... No, no, but think they, about they that. Talk, they talked Graham Glasgow, Glasgow out, of give, out of giving up what he could have made. He's still making his guarantee... But, th- but hold on. They convinced Graham Glasgow to, pretend to give up money. He did. George did. So what George did was he could cut Graham Glasgow and eat this amount of money and not have him on the team. Not every player would agree to that, though. But he got he found, him. To- he, yeah, Glasgow was willing. Good. That doesn't mean it would work for other players. I understand that. There- I understand that. that. A lot of GMs could have done that with a player as willing as Glasgow was. That's not something where I'm saying he's an extraordinary general manager that you know that you should trust blindly on everything. I'm not there yet. What I would say is when I look at the draft, it's one of the best drafts in Broncos history. Already. We're declaring this after one year. Right now, it looks like they have four, potentially five impactful players. The 2018 draft looked great after one year, and that faded. Let's just give, let's give it a little more time. I judge drafts after three years. That's fine. Yes. You can do that if you want to. What I, I will, what I, because I always do. That's fine. Mm-hmm. What I have seen so far, now granted, well, okay, 2018 draft, let's talk about those players. Who was really impactful? Brad, Bradley Chubb had 12, had 12 sacks. Couldn't agree more. Who's yeah. next? Went down. You, you want to go down the line? Yes, you know? I do. Yeah, because yeah. you're talking about one guy. I'm talking about five. Give me. Let's go down the line. Who else just popped off the page? You thought you thought you had a you thought you had a slot receiver in Deshaun Hamilton. No, God, Cortland, no. Cortland, oh, God, Cortland no. Sutton. Oh God, Cortland no. Sutton was your was your leading receiver for a good chunk De- of the Deshaun game. Hamilton. Deshaun Hamilton wasn't that great in his rookie year. He actually he actually was plugged in as a slot receiver. I don't care he what was he was actually the bleeding receiver in the last four games. It looked like you'd found a number three receiver and you had Cortland Sutton and you had Bradley Chubb. Why was Cor- was Cortland Cor- Cortland Sutton was had Cortland t- part of that 2018 draft? Yes, he was. Oh, okay. He was very good. Yes. He was okay. very good. He had a he had a stat line of production mm-hmm. that put him in the company of players who all became good wide receiver once. Okay, so so, so you have Deshaun Hamilton, who I disagree with. Give me another guy. Yeah. Out, and it's beyond the draft, but it's free agency. It's scout, so it's scouts work on that. You had Philip Lindsay, who was a Pro Bowl runner in his first year. Okay, I said draft. 
But that I count that as a rookie class. Undrafted guys are part of the mix. You can if you want to because that, you're, that's fine. because that's part of your draft and develop. That's, okay. Yeah. So so you got you got two and a half players in my opinion, and then with the with Sertan who should who might still make the Pro Bowl. You had Josie Jewell who became a starting linebacker, starter, but not nothing great. Mm-hmm. Nothing great. But after I'll, I'll, that, I'll but, take Cooper but Browning after, over after him. that first year, people were saying, "Wow, this is it was the best draft of, uh, of 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 Elway's time potentially." Look at all these players, and then Chubb got hurt. Mm-hmm. Sutton was did well, and then he had an injury. Right. Deshaun Hamilton dropped the pass first game of Week One mm-hmm. in 2019. He right. failed to launch. The only guy who kind of get kept ascending was Josie Jewell, and so ascending that, to what? Ascending to being a very good inside linebacker. Very good. Huh? Yes. I yes. tell you what. Let's see what he gets paid in the offseason by somebody else. He's coming. And, he's coming off an injury. He's not going to. He's going to get a one-year prove-it deal. He's okay because he's coming off. He's a, a nice injury. player. He's no, he's nowhere near Pro Bowl caliber. He's the Broncos' best inside linebacker. Well, then that doesn't say much, does it? What do you mean? Doesn't say much. Why doesn't that? Why doesn't that? He's say not much? close to being a Pro Bowler. He's not close. You to can be a good, productive player without being a Pro Bowler. Okay. And well, besides, can't we agree that not every good player makes the Pro Bowl? You talk about how it's a popularity contest. It you, is. So you denigrate the Pro Bowl all the time I because do. you say, "Hey, my name was on a ballot." It was. Actually. So was why are we denigrating Josie Jewell because he's not a Pro <laughs> Bowl? Kind of a big deal. I, I am actually because I was on that ballot. Yeah. Thank you for pointing yes. that out. Yeah. I think this draft class is different. I think you're being argumentative, and I think you know that I'm right. I think you're being argumentative all the time. That's just my my take. No. Um, I sp- Bradley Chubb was terrific. Cortland Sutton, you could see that in him. Philip Lindsay, you knew eventually the wick was going to burn out on him. You, We both knew that. We both knew that was eventually going to happen, and it did. And it shouldn't, and it shouldn't have happened that way because they should have been smart enough to use him judiciously because the comp I always made was work done. And the key for work done and why he had 12-year career was because for a lot of that time, he had Mike Allstott. That's fine. Taking the power rep. Let's see what Phil... Well, he didn't He didn't make it with Houston. Yeah. He really didn't make it with He's Miami. He's probably done because he... Oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he shouldn't be done. If he's good enough to make it, he's good enough to make it. Well, no, he shouldn't be he's done. He's probably done because he wasn't used properly. No, another team should probably sign him. Yeah. Listen, he came to the league as undrafted was, guy. That draft class looked great after that year. That rookie class looked, looked great after 2018, and then it faded. That's why you wait. Good or bad, mm-hmm. you wait until you evaluate a rookie class. I think we both... It, the the, the trend think, lines are good, no doubt. But the other thing, like I said, has an answered quarterback... And now is making a head coach. He's hire. been on the job one year. What do you mean he? Oh, he didn't take your boy Justin Fields. Is that why he hasn't answered the question? Because he didn't take your boy Justin Fields. And is that because you no, sound because you sound like every Broncos fan? No, well, he didn't draft Justin Fields. Is it not okay? So this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Bloody hell, man! Is it not okay to wait and see good or bad on somebody? He's been on the job a year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done everything that you need to do as a GM mm-hmm. to determine your. He's been on the job one year. So. It's okay to just sit and wait and say, he's got to show more before I trust everything. We'll talk more about yes. this later on in the show. Let's look at the... I'm not... I don't blind... I don't on. trust blind. Let's look at who you. the Bears are bringing in for coaching candidates, and then we'll look at who the Broncos are bringing in. And that's why the Bears are the Bears, and the Broncos are going to be much better than them because they are thinking out of the box. Coming up after the break. Very spirited. Should we put any of that on Twitter? Should we? No. Why? I thought that was fun. I thought it was fun, but I thought it devolved. (laughs) Okay. Broncos request list. 
has increased. It's now nine. Now nine people who are going to be interviewed. With that, it's another offensive guy. How concerned are you that all of these offensive coordinator candidates are linked to great quarterbacks? Hmm, that's next. But you don't understand They keep a show in my hands And not my face on TV <laughs> Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Is it happy days because Manning or Elway could buy the team? Is it happy days because Fangio's let go? Is it happy days because there are nine guys up for the job? What was the impetus and the inspiration behind playing Happy Days? Uh, the Broncos just have nothing but opportunities right now to get better. And the Avs and the Nuggets both play tonight. So just happy all around. And I was hoping maybe it would uh, ease the tension. <laughs> Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. I think the only guys who haven't gotten calls to interview for the Broncos head coaching job are me and you because the number is up to nine is they now would like to chat with Packers quarterback coach and passing game coordinator Luke Getze. Broncos are targeting four offensive coordinators and a quarterback coach. None of those guys have ever coached or been a head coach in the NFL. Outside of Biennemi, all of these guys... Um, are young enough to be my sons. Let's just put it just just put it that way. With that, are you concerned at all that these candidates who seem to be impressive are all linked to really good quarterbacks? Hackett is linked to Rodgers. Getze is linked to Rodgers, a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. O'Connell is not only linked to Sean McVay, but he is also linked now to Matthew Stafford. Kellen Moore is linked to a very good quarterback in Dak Prescott. Not to mention, he also has Ezekiel Elliott, and he has some pretty good wide receivers. And, of course, we know Eric Bieniemy is linked to Patrick Mahomes. With that, there have been some problems in the past where guys have been linked, and it didn't work out so well. Let's look at Adam Gase, who got a couple of jobs after working with Peyton Manning. Matt Nagy worked with Andy Reid. Alex Smith, and Patrick Mahomes. And then he became the Bears head coach. Mm -hmm. And there are many other examples. Are we looking at these guys and saying, wow, wow, but ignoring the fact that they are working, some of them are working with really good offensive-minded head coaches and excellent quarterbacks, and we're giving these guys too much credit. Yeah, I think uh, that's why you kind of have to look deeper. I mean, one thing, like for Kevin O'Connell, He's worked with 
Matthew Stafford. He's also worked with Jared Goff. And the bigger thing, of course, is Sean McVay. The Sean McVay secret sauce, if you will. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor worked with Sean McVay. Didn't have play-calling responsibilities. Matt LaFleur had worked with Sean McVay. Didn't have play-calling responsibilities with the Rams. And both have been successful. And in particular, Zach Taylor identified identified and developed Joe Burrow. I mean, it was obvious they were going to take him, but Burrow was not considered generational at number one. He was considered a prospect who did have some flaws. And people wondered, oh, is it Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson making him great? Well, to the Bengals' credit, to Zach Taylor's credit, turned out Joe Burrow was the right guy and he was developed properly. So I think, actually, that's where Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams is interesting because you look for things that translate, right? Like, for example, Bill Belichick's style, by and large, under his accolades, hasn't translated. But what Sean McVay does appears to translate. Right. And that's why O'Connell is, I'd say, a sleeper candidate, but one who I think has a chance to make an impression when he interviews with the Broncos. I think when people look at the Broncos list, and then let's say they look at the Bears list, we could talk more about this later on in the show, but let's just talk specifically about the Broncos. You are looking at a lot of guys who have never been head coaches in the NFL before. Right. Okay? So if I'm not mistaken, the only guy who has ever been a head coach in the NFL is Dan Quinn. Right. He's interviewing, talking about Peyton, interviewing nine guys and only one, Dan Quinn has been an NFL head coach. Where when you look at the Bears list, it's littered with head coaches. I hate the term retread because you know what? Um, Bill Belichick was a retread. Andy Reid, you can make the case, was a retread. But with that... 68% of the last 25 Super Bowls won by retreads. Okay. So, do you think uh, Peyton should have more guys who've been head coaches? I'd like to see a couple more guys who've been head coaches, yes. Let me go through. But, uh, But... I'm not sure that they're the coaches that you're thinking of, like for like like the ones on the Bears list. Uh-huh. Like I'd like a mix of somebody who has some ideas, like Jim Caldwell. You love Jim Caldwell. I like I love Jim Caldwell. Okay. for because he's an he's often he's an offensive guy. Yep. He, if you look look what happened to Detroit when he left, that proved to be a big mistake on the Lions' part. Yep. When they let him go. Yep. The only I mean. He had Matthew Stafford. He had Peyton Manning. The only bad season he had was obviously without Peyton Manning, but there were bigger issues with the Colts, which were which is why after the season they they fired Bill Polian at the time was because the roster uh, was getting fairly hollow. The, but the names I would want the guys who've been head coaches. One is Jim Caldwell, and the other is somebody who also, to a certain degree, has that uh, Sean McVay secret sauce, and that's uh, Raheem Morris who was the Bucks' head coach, got fired after three years, probably got that job too young, had one good season there and two shaky ones, goes to Washington, works for Mike Shanahan, goes to, and he's a defensive coach, goes to Atlanta, coaches on the offensive side for mm-hmm. four years, then returns to where he was based as a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. with the Falcons, and then goes to the Rams as a defensive coordinator. This is somebody whose experience is really unique, mm-hmm. and I would and he's got the mix of the head coaching experience, but he's still young, mm-hmm. fresh 
idea guy, yep. I would have wanted to see Raheem Morris on this list. Let me tell you why it doesn't matter to me one bit that any of these guys have been a prior NFL head coach. Want to know why? Why? Let's go through the list. Las Vegas' head coach. Has he had prior NFL head coaching experience? No. That's one. How about Cincinnati? No. That's two. How about Buffalo? No. That's three. How about Philadelphia? No. That's four. How about San Francisco? No. That's five. How about Pittsburgh? No. That's six. How about Arizona? Uh, head coach in college. NFL head coaching experience. He had... He had NFL. He had... Not, N- no, but NFL. He, he had... National run, Football League. He had run the shop. That's the... Th- I, I don't care if the head coaching experience no. is in the CFL be, be a, or the Arena League. Listen, we could go back and I forth I want all to day. see somebody who has run... The show. Good. Then bring in somebody from the old XFL, and he's got experience. Well, Pep Hamilton's a great candidate who's been who has helped develop Justin Herbert in Los Angeles. Yeah, okay, listen, we can go and back. And he was an XFL coach. I'd love Pep Hamilton to be on this list. We can go back and forth all day. If you're a high school head coach, that means you've run a shop. So I guess that counts too. USFL, that counts. XFL, that counts. It doesn't. NFL is NFL. Count doesn't count to you. counts to me. Okay. LA Rams. We know that, McVay. Okay, that's eight. Now let's go with the number one seeds. How about Tennessee with Mike Vrabel? No. That's nine. And then let's go with the Green Bay Packers. That's ten. Ten of the 14 teams, or in your case, nine of the 14 teams are all first-year head coaches. It's irrelevant. That's one year. It's this year. It's this year. It's It's, one year. It's this year. I would rather see. This year. That's why I focus on. It's all, it's all about winning the Super Bowl, right? How many rings do you have? Yeah. That's, and that's why I think it's, I think it's dangerous to dismiss it's also all coaches about- that have experience. And if it, look, if I had a few billion dollars and I, I had an NFL team, mm-hmm. and I have said this before, I'll say it again. The only coaches I would consider would be coaches that have been ha- that have been in charge running things on the sidelines. And part of it right now is this: for the last five years, we've seen a couple of coaches stumble their way around game mismanagement, stumble their way around replay challenges, and have the, everything look like it was too big. One issue for the Broncos, as uh, my podcast co-host Ryan Konigsberg said, hearing from a player, was that Fangio wasn't getting the defensive calls in fast enough. I got to know that it's going to be smooth. Okay. That's why if it's, again, if it were up to me, I'd only consider retreads. Oh, God. Well, Retread is a bad word. It's a pejorative. It's a terrible word. And and it shouldn't be. I prefer to say experienced. Well, at the end of the day, all I know is what we are dealing with today, not last year. All I'm saying. And who's the favorite, by the way, on the Broncos list? What's that? Eight people who've never been head coach and one who's had, who has been. Okay. And I think we you can all what? agree. Just for fun. The favorite right now is yep. the guy who's been a head coach. Okay. Just for fun. Let's go with last year. Am I do that? Are you going to name him off? Are you trying to prove me wrong here? No. You said you said this year might be an aberration. No, I didn't, because... say, I didn't, no, I didn't say that. I said that's this year. Okay. And but, that's, what, what, but what last I, year... Unless you're willing to talk about like 10 years worth of playoffs. What I'm saying is... Yes. Like is I'm that, talking about 25 years worth of championships. What, what I'm saying is, is you said, well, that's this year. So I said, let's go back to last year then, which is fine. So you have the Bills, the Steelers, the Titans, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Colts. Six of the seven teams from last year, first year 
NFL head coaches. Going over to the NFC, the Packers, uh, and it's a little less there, the Rams and the Bears. So that's nine of the 14 again. So my point is I don't have any problems with new guys. As a matter of fact, you know what I like about a young guy? He's probably going to be there for a while. If, he, if he's good. If he works out. If he's good. I don't mind him being there for a while at all. I like Peyton's list. I think he's thinking out of the box. I really do. I think some of these are intel dives that I also There's no question. And I would no also question. and also and we'll get into this probably a little bit more tomorrow. There are two names on this list who I think are being interviewed to be coordinators. So do I. You want me to see if I can guess who you who I think they are? Yes, go ahead. Okay, I think okay, I'm gonna read your mind. Yeah. I feel like okay, I'm gonna be because, like Johnny yeah. Carson Karnak. Hold on. Uh well, sir, I believe you are thinking of Jared Mayo correct. as a defensive coordinator under Dan Quinn. Yep, correct. And now I will go with the offensive coordinator. Oh my gosh, that voice is awful. Could you please stop doing that? With the offensive coordinator. With the offensive coordinator, I'm not going to go with who everybody wants. I'm not going to go with Nathaniel Hackett. I'll go with Luke Getze. Correct. And you know, what did I do? you did very well. Thank you. And there's a, and especially with Getze, who hired him in Green Bay? Mike McCarthy. Where is Mike McCarthy right now? Dallas. By the way, I saw a video. I, I think Getze is actually in play, whether it's Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn. If either of those guys gets the job. I think Luke Getze you might see on a Bronco staff. By and and I, you think Mike McCarthy hasn't had that conversation yeah. with Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn? And we know that, that Quinn and Moore have talked about that Quinn has helped Moore with interview techniques. So you know, I, I'm, I, I would be flabbergasted if in those conversations the name Luke Getze, who worked for Mike McCarthy for five years, hasn't come up. By the way, have you seen any video on Nathaniel Hackett, whether in press conferences or on the field? Oh, he's tremendous. He is. He he is encouraging. He's fun. He's the type of guy you want to play for. Yes. He is. And you can and, see why he got a good season out of Blake Bortles, which no one else managed to do. He is encouraging. <laughs> he is really in, Now, I don't know if he's going to be a leader of an entire organization, but my goodness, he's a guy you want to play for. I'll tell you what, like you start some of these guys in particular, um, Hackett, Gerard Mayo, um, great Dan Quinn. All great personalities. These are leader type personalities. All three. Yes. All three. Coming up after the break, Broncos made a move today. And I'm talking about on the roster is Peyton is surrounding himself with interview candidates and papers and intel. He found time to work a deal. And it's a good one. It's a really good one. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. 
Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. The MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we have a couple pieces of breaking news. Yep. Ryan O'Halloran, friend of the program, of course, here at uh, Afternoon Drive at Goodman and Mason, reporting that the Broncos have requested to interview Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. If you know that name, he's Bill Callahan's son, of course, the former Raider coach. He was on the Broncos staff as an offensive assistant for five years, uh, even and worked uh, as quarterbacks coach in Detroit under Jim Caldwell for a couple of years as well. Of course, that's kind of the Peyton Manning connection there, right? Because he worked with Peyton Manning. Caldwell's a Peyton guy. So Brian Callahan does not call plays in Cincinnati under Zach Taylor, but uh, does have some of that indirect Sean McVay special sauce, and uh, so I think it's a it's a solid move. He's one of, he was on my long list of candidates before the interview request. I, I, I do in. not think I've ever seen a coaching search that was in double digits ever for anything. This is impressive. It's not. This is. There, I don't know if it's impressive. No, it's just at ten. It's but That's all, a lot. don't forget you can some of these will probably end up being on Zoom as well. I understand. As not just in person. Ten. Especially with coaches that are that can interview next week but are still in the playoffs. Yeah. I imagine some of these are going to be on Zoom. I think some of these are brain picking missions as well. But this one but, well, but, al- but also given the Cal given Callahan's connections to Peyton Manning, given what we discussed at the top of the show, this is a particularly interesting interview prospect for that reason. And to what you and I talked about during the break, I think George Payton is doing some favors Mm -hmm. to some people because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, some of these guys, listen, nine of these guys are not going to get the job. Nine of them will not get the job. And who knows, maybe somebody who's not on the list will get the job. But it's important to get experience interviewing Mm -hmm. for an NFL head coaching job. With that time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Danny, if it's cool with you, that Broncos signing, can we move that to just in case you missed it later on this hour? Sure, I can talk about that. Let's do that. Because uh, Joe Ellis just came out with a statement talking about the uh, sale of the team, saying we're glad to put this issue behind us and move closer to transitioning ownership of the Denver Broncos. While our focus at this time is our head coaching search, we plan to make an announcement regarding ownership shortly after that hire is completed. And I'm so glad... Those last five or six words were part of his statement because I was so tired of the conspiracy theorists and knucklehead saying you can't hire a coach until you have an owner. That's not the way it was going to work. Life moves on. The earth is going to continue to turn. Okay, the it's going to continue orbiting the sun, whether there is an owner or not. The owner is not going to have any say in who the coach is for this upcoming season. He might want to make, or she, might want to make sweeping changes, and that's fine after this upcoming season, but you can't wait for an owner to be in place and then start interviewing with all the guys that you might want are off the table. Yeah, I mean, it's like you have some, I think the Minnesota has said they want to get their GM before they get a head coach. I'm not sure that's the wise way to go about things. Because of course they fired, they they fired both Rick Spielman 
and Mike Zimmer yesterday. Well, you know what? I, I will respectfully disagree in this sense. Mm-hmm. I understand your point, and it makes sense because it's harder to. It's not harder to find a head coach. Mm-hmm. It's not harder to find a head coach. But the good ones are going to be off the market much more quickly, right? right? But that's why that's why I think that that's why I think maybe the wise way to go about it is to if you have a GM that you're going to fire, you wait until after the draft. Do the head coach now, like Buffalo did, right? In 2017, if you're not happy with your GM, you don't want him anywhere near your draft. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you want your GM to hire the coach because the GM is above the coach but when it comes to pecking order there are more openings for head coaching jobs than gm jobs so if there's a guy that you want if you're mm-hmm. waiting on hiring a head coach to get your gm you might miss out it's not it's it's a non-enviable situation for the vikings just like it is not enviable for a lot of teams that are looking mm-hmm. for both kind of like the, the chicago bears. bears yeah i mean they would have been better off firing ryan pace during the season Maybe. And getting yep. that search done. Good point. When you think about it. Good point. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, Eric, you teased it uh, at the end of last segment. So the the uh, Nuggets had some roster news yesterday. Broncos with some roster news today along the offensive line. We'll get into that. Also, both teams that call Ball Arena home are on the road tonight. So a little Avs and Nuggets previews later on in the show as well. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public go to rmfp.com. By the way, Woody Page has something else to say about the Broncos' ownership situation. We'll get to that at the top of the hour. In the meantime, time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the uh, Broncos making a little bit of a roster move today as they and and guard Graham Glasgow have agreed to rework his contract for 2022, reducing his base salary from $8.4 million to $3.1 million with the opportunity to make $1.4 million back in playtime incentives. Glasgow finished the season on IR due to an ankle injury. What do you think of the move and the renegotiation by George Payton? And is there anyone else on the roster you think the Broncos can rework in a team-friendly deal? Well, it's smart on Glasgow's part because coming off of a pretty horrific injury, if the Broncos had cut him, there really wouldn't have been much of a market for his services for a while. 
this get this gives him some st- some stability. He would have gotten the guarantee left on his contract anyway. It get it. The Broncos can be patient with him and uh, let him kind of work his way back. And it can, and that's that. And if he ends up being a backup to, for example, to Dalton Reisner and Quinn Miners rather than a starter, that's a reasonably affordable backup guard contract that you cover at both spots. And the odds are, given the injury rates on the O line, he'll play at some point in that event. It's a it's it's a win win for every win 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 for the Broncos and it's a win for him. I think he'll be more comfortable doing his rehab work right here at Broncos. To me, you gave more of the side of why it's a win for Glasgow, and it is. Yeah, I'll give you a reason why it's a win for the Broncos. What they were going to cut him for equals essentially the same amount of money that they're bringing him back on. So they were going to. I'll just throw a, a round. And that's number. why I said like it's a quality backup, like. Right. If that's all he is, it's still a favorable deal. Right. So in theory, if they were going to cut him and and have four million against the dead cap, now it costs you four million just to keep him. So the numbers add up. It was a brilliant business move, I believe, by George Payton. With that, looking at the guard and center position, because Cushionberry was good, wasn't great. You can move Glasgow to center. You can move Miners to center if Cushionberry doesn't improve, and you have lots of options on your interior now. Yeah, if even if he doesn't open the season as a starter, the chances are pretty good. He still ends up playing quite a bit and hitting playing time incentives because he will be the first person in at any of the three interior spots. Just in case you missed it, Colorado Avalanche at Nashville Predators tonight, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. The season series tied at one for the two teams in the Central Division, and Colorado trails Nashville by only two points for first place in that division, and they've played four fewer games than the Preds. Anilo Piro had an interesting trend for the Avalanche going back to last season that he mentioned during his show. That's right here on Mile High Sports weekdays 11 to noon. He said that Colorado is 7-0 in their last seven games played on no days of rest. This is one of those games as the Avs beat the Kraken 4-3 last night. Why are the Avs so good in second games of a back-to-back? It's a good question because I'd like to see how many of the opponents are in the second game of back-to-back. One thing I think that is evident is when it's when the Avs are healthy, and they've struggled with injuries, but one reason why they've been able to co-overcome them is they are an incredibly deep team. Right. And, and depth is going to reveal itself yep. most prominently in these back-to-backs. And, they've, and because of the reschedulings, they're probably looking at a cluster of back-to-backs the rest of the way. Right. This is going to help them out. I, that's what I was going to say. Their depth allows them to play yeah. the next game and have enough guys where they can play at a pretty decent level. Depth and youth, I would imagine, too. No which question. Is something we've talked definitely about with the youth. Abs a lot. Fresh legs. Definitely youth. Just in case you missed it, seven years ago today, January 11th, 2015, Des Bryant's fourth down catch versus the Packers in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs was overturned on a Green Bay challenge, ending the Cowboys' season. Uh, do you think Des made the catch despite it being overturned? Danny, I'm surprised at you. You are a Broncos fan, and this is another anniversary. What is it? I don't know. The drive. And you want right. to talk? And you want to talk about Des Bryant? You are a Broncos fan. Well, 35th was, anniversary uh, of the drive. Of the drive. I was not alive for the drive. 
But if you'd like to talk about the drive, you can go right ahead. Oh, stop that, you big baby. I'm just saying, I wasn't alive for it, so I don't know, Do you I, rem- I wouldn't I, be I, able to remember are it. Are you familiar with what happened? I'm aware of uh, of the the You're drive aware. in question against the Browns, yes. Have you seen video of it? I have seen very uh, old video of it, yes. <laughs> the, be- the, the great thing about YouTube and why it's, YouTube is so magnificent is there are so many great games, iconic moments, where people have just put the, put the game video up, and you can sit down... I believe actually the NFL put this one up. You can sit down and you can watch the entire broadcast of that game, including the drive. You can watch all the buildup. You can watch the the, 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 the the Mark Mosley kickoff that gets mishandled and the Broncos being back at the two and see John Elway and company methodically work their way down the field or as Hank Strand might say, matriculate, matriculate their way down the field. I think Hank Strand might have even been calling that game on the radio too. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. It's so important to work with a sales staff that really asks the right questions to make sure that you get what you want because when you have questions, they've been doing this for such a long time. They can help you redesign an entire kitchen. They can get you the exact product that you want because you have certain needs when you want appliances, right? If you ask the right questions, and you probably will, they will have the answers and they ask you questions as well. Don't go to a big box store where a guy is selling you a refrigerator and a big screen television. That is not customer service. Got a Mountain High Appliance. You can find them uh, in Louisville. You can find them in Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break. Well, the Broncos are officially up for sale. And they're Six groups, according to our friend Woody Page, and two of them have familiar names attached to them. Very, very familiar names. And oh, by the way, there could be a really, 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 really familiar name in the mix as well. That is the breaking news at five. Superman. 